we probably have everything we need if you have that kind of great love and respect and affection for each other. here with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 23 of Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Dawn. Welcome to our November episode. Today we are chatting with Leslie Baker, local dancer, choreographer, director, and human extraordinaire to discuss our upcoming holiday play, A Gift of the Magi, running December 8th through 11th here in Flagstaff, Arizona. But before we jump to chatting with Leslie, how are my shrewsies? <laughs> well, how is New York? Oh. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let's see, today or this week is, I think, five weeks. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I've been here for five weeks. That is crazy. Um, it's good. I will say today I woke up with a cold flu COVID question mark, um, which is annoying, um, but honestly not a surprise. Everyone's just been telling me that when you're on the Polar Express, that your chances for what they call the polar plague are just so high. I mean, you're around children, little snotty nosed I love them, those little love bugs, but they are gross little love bugs. Um, You're so for like eight hours a day. Yes, exactly. And I literally see three to 500 people a day. So it's honestly not a surprise. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, It's been such a blast. What I've loved about being in New York, you know, I visited New York a lot, but I've never had time to like rest when I'm in New York because I'm always vacationing. So what's been super nice is that I can do like one thing on my day off and be like, I went and saw this one thing rather than like trying to squeeze in 40 things, you know, (laughs) in the one week I'm here, like I can rest, which is um, amazing. But I've seen so many awesome things. I've met a lot of awesome people um, at Polar. It's been so nice to be here with Cadence, but I definitely am homesick for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things about New York that are just really hard. They're just hard, you know? Um, just the basics like laundry and groceries and being on being on public transit every day. And it's just hard. It's just kind of, a, it's just a hard place to live. So I definitely miss like the convenience and the quiet of Flagstaff. It's never quiet here, guys. It's <laughs> Um, if you guys hear a siren over this Zoom today, I'm so sorry. Um, but it just feels like nothing ever turns off, like no one ever turns off. So that's definitely been hard because I'm also just like such a high, <laughs> such a high functioning human. But like it almost makes it worse because like I just I'm just kind of always on. That's like just part of my personality. So it's like become even harder to turn off here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a blast and I'm already halfway done basically, which is insane, but yeah, it's good. I miss you guys though. I miss Blackstaff. Um, I miss my boyfriend. <laughs> it was funny. I, I just realized that I don't think I've talked about him. 
Um, yes, I have a boyfriend and he's back in Flagstaff. So that's been rough because I miss him a lot. Um, but I, I, I'll talk, we talk about it in the episode a little bit, but I do get to see him next week. We are meeting in Ohio, uh, for Thanksgiving. So that's very exciting. How are you gals? Good. Well, uh, I have a a breast cancer update. Um, Yeah. So we're recording this on a Thursday, um, and two days ago from the day of recording, I did my last, my sixth and final chemo, which, wow, is that fucking big hurdle to get over. Yeah. Um, so today's kind of the first day where I feel I'm feeling those side effects, um, mm-hmm. and that'll probably continue through the weekend. Um, but fingers crossed, it's the last. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... I'm looking forward to, so I have, um, the next step is surgery, which will be in January. So I am just really looking forward to a quiet December. I still, yeah. if you're in Flagstaff and you're doing something, still invite me. I want to do stuff. But yeah. Do I want to just like sit with hot chocolate in my house <laughs> and do nothing? Are you, what are you doing? Are you going to do anything to celebrate your final chemo? Like once you feel better in a couple days? So the verbiage or the abbreviation is PFC for post-final chemo, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm like three months PFC, like when will my hair start growing back? Stuff like that. Um, but so, but everyone in like the Facebook groups, it's it's post-fucking chemo, really. You know, <laughs> so I'm having a post-fucking chemo party um, uh, <laughs> days after Thanksgiving, because um, both my parents will be in town and and surprisingly, there will be people who will be in town who will be able to come celebrate with me. Yeah. Okay. Sean and I are going to be there. Heck yeah. Baby Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's still, there's still stuff in my treatment plan, but yeah. this is check one or the first check mark. And so. that's a big one, especially because it's so drawn out. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least with surgery. Like I remember when my mom got surgery, like surgery is obviously you have your healing time but it's done like it's one and done you get the surgery and then you heal whereas chemo just keeps coming back yeah yay I'm so happy for you babe (laughs) yeah we're just kind of like a couple of sick feeling like like shit (laughs) you're like (laughs) I maybe have covid Becky is post chemo. Becky is post chemo. I feel great. (laughs) You've been sick for weeks. And I guess that's like my big update is that, um, you know, unfortunately, we are pulling Blake from his childcare. So that is going to be a pretty big stressor in my life. I'm still not sure exactly what we're going to do. so far, I have one day a week covered um, with morning childcare, and I need to get back up to. I was I had four before. We got a message on a Monday that they had RSV, COVID, hand, foot, mouth, and influenza going around at his oh daycare, my. which was a Montessori, a really amazing daycare. Um, and that you know, just not to send your kid if they had symptoms and. We were basically like, well, we're not going to send our kid just because we don't want him to get sick. And then yeah. so that was Monday. And then I took him in on Thursday just so we could finish up some stuff on the house because we were finishing our move. And then the next day I got an email that was like, oh, there was a COVID exposure in your child's classroom on Thursday. 
And I was like, nope, I just can't like, that is the one day I took him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it costs like a thousand dollars a month. And so to spend a thousand dollars a month to basically not have your baby in class, like we'd pulled him for two full weeks of, you know, November or end of October and November already, just because yeah. he was sick so much that he had an ear infection from being sick. So anyway, and I was just like, I'm canceling everything. I had to cancel a watch party with Becky. I was so mad. <laughs> so like, yeah, I just, we just decided to pull him, but I know it's going to get worse before it gets better because it's going to mean that for a while I don't have consistent childcare. Um, and like, you know, today I'm already kind of struggling with how I'm going to get through like all the pieces of my day. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, that's kind of my big, you know, it's always mom corner over here, but that's kind of my big, like, okay, yeah. we need a, we need a freaking better childcare system in the United States. And I know they're doing the best they can to keep everyone well. Yeah. Um, it's just that if it was free, it wouldn't feel so bad to just pull him for weeks at a time, but because I'm right. spending so much money. So it's like, and I'm sure there are a lot of parents who, you know, we don't have good paid parental leave here in the U.S. So there are a lot of parents who send their kids, even if they're sick, because they can't take yeah. off work. Yeah. Um, so it just gets to be this system where, like, because it's set up poorly, everybody suffers. And right. yeah, I've. So well, I mean, even but think about it, though, like you've already been basically living without childcare the last few weeks because he's been sick anyway. So been rough but yeah at least this way if I'm living without child care I'm not living without child care with a sick child and being sick myself and, and also paying a thousand dollars to not have child care yeah totally so we're gonna see what we can work out I have a I have a couple friends who expressed interest um yeah. who are some awesome people and I'll just see if I can line them up for a few mornings a week and you know um that'd be cool too because then I get to like pay people I love to hang out with my baby who I love <laughs> 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 that's nice as well so yeah we'll see how it honestly goes. when I get back I would I, want break. <laughs> I've already thought about it Hannah I'm like which morning would Hannah want <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I thought, I'm trying to think if I have anything else oh we moved we actually oh, yeah. moved from one house to another so yay there's still a huge hole in the wall in the living room which let me tell you is not pleasant in December when oh. it's 36 degrees outside <laughs> no we're making it work and we have a shower now I showered in our shower <laughs> yay I'm this morning that's silly yeah so anyway that's basically it for my life update I think yeah yeah house baby turning one baby turning one I'm so excited I'm I'm scared and excited and it's it's wild to me I can't believe that he's one I mean in both directions like time is so weird I feel like I gave birth to him a million years ago and yeah. also like yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> yeah it all feels so bizarre it's like it's been forever <laughs> but it's time is so wonky oh my oh, gosh um I'm reading a really great book about Yellowstone wolves <laughs> no, I've, I've been really trying to focus on reading at night and staying yeah. off my screen like right before I go to bed, notice a huge difference in like quality of sleep so um, I bought a book for Sean for his birthday and then forgot to give it to him. And so now <laughs> I'm reading it and I 10 out of 10 recommend there are three books in the series. They're all about the wolf, the wolf reintroduction, reintroduction program at Yellowstone. Heartwarming and adorable. And I've never seen the word regurgitate in a book so many times. But no, <laughs> that's, how, that's how they feed baby wolves is they regurgitate too. Oh, they like mama bird them. 
he regurgitated. And I'm like, it's a lot of regurgitation in one book, but outside of the regurgitation, it's a great book. I strongly recommend if you need something kind of like heartwarming to read. Um, that's my life. <laughs> Anything else, Becky? What else is new? How's work? Uh, work's picking up. Four cities are in rehearsal or opened. So next week, four of the four cities will be in rehearsals or opened. Mm -hmm. So I keep saying like the work isn't, it's not getting lighter. Like the work is just compounding (laughs) because it's like, we don't have one location that's open. We'll have four, which I mean, work um, itself has been really great with giving me the time off that I need. Yeah. Um, If the happy, so happy crappy so if happy is that I'm finished chemo the crappy is that I think I mentioned in the last episode I had a boyfriend I no longer he broke up with me so that's kind of my crappy for this this time period um but that's okay I feel you know we'll get by (laughs) yeah how you doing I don't know how much you want to chat about it but not a whole lot I mean I feel sad but I mean yeah I feel sad and it's just uh I don't know yeah. Up, you know, <laughs> so yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, I remember my lot, my, you know, my breakup with my ex was so bad and so messy and breakups just suck. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this wasn't messy. Like it was like, I feel like I've got the closure I need. It just sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just sucks. it doesn't matter how it ends doesn't matter who ends it it doesn't matter yeah. what it just sucks yeah. yeah but Becky what you just said like happy and crappy there's another book I just read sorry where they mm. call it pits and peaches oh <laughs> that's really cute they're that like what are your pits and what are your peaches <laughs> wait that's so cute I kind of like that yeah it's super cute I think it's fun maybe that <laughs> should be part of our check-ins our pits and our peaches <laughs> pits and peaches well, I miss Ariel so much. You know, I can't imagine <laughs> Hannah. I'd be so bummed. <laughs> yeah, it's been like five weeks and I'm like, I, I do have plans to go, but soon. Are you able to do any drop-ins in New York and any studios there? The studio I want to go to only does like open gyms on Fridays. And I have worked, like I've done shows like most Fridays and I don't have a Friday off until a couple weeks from now. So I am planning to go. It's just really expensive here in the city. Um, When I was traveling around this time last year, I would reach out. I reached out to studios where I'm like, hey, I see that you have like this, like your trapeze is this way. Um, It's like what I've done. Can I drop into this class? And I mean, I found that just like it usually it's helped. Um, There were some things where I was like, oh, that is a little bit beyond what I've done but then there were other things where I was like oh like I've done that like I don't know it's just yeah every school has a different um style and like curriculum or yeah yeah I think that's what's also been confusing is everyone calls things differently so like I was looking at the lyric curriculum and they were like must be able to do a trapeze mount and I'm like what the heck is a trapeze mount like you know what a trapeze mount it's just two hands what (laughs) two hands so you mean just like a straddle like about how you get on a trapeze huh interesting so well, we don't call anything in lira a trapeze mount so it's basically an i think it would basically be a two hands with an egg roll to get on 
Oh, an okay. Instead of a trumpet hold with a hook and knee, it'd be two hands egg roll to, you know, get on. Oh, that's, from the floor? Because that's, that's what you have to do oh. to get on the trapeze is you egg roll onto the trapeze. From the floor? Yeah, from the floor. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, you can do a trapeze mount. Interesting. Okay, I've just never heard it called that before. Yeah. fascinating fascinating anyway so yeah i need to get back into a, i need to get back into a hoop because if i only get on a hoop like in january i'm afraid that i will have forgotten everything i know and lost all my muscles i was gonna say the most important thing is probably just muscle upkeep right now yeah ah, well my loves we've kind of gone over so shall we um jump on over to our conversation with leslie yeah. let's do it all righty. Okay. I love you all. Love you too, Hannah. <laughs> all right. And now we are jumping over to our conversation with Leslie. We have Leslie Baker in the house. Hello, Leslie. Hey, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Oh, I'm so glad you're here today. Leslie, can you tell the Shrew Crew a little bit about yourself? Oh my goodness. Um, well, this is my first time directing and it's really wonderful to be at this point in life and do something totally out of your comfort zone. Um, mm -hmm. I started out as a dancer. I was dancing from the age of four. Um, born with some really weird things. I think I'm part German shepherd. I had hip dysplasia <laughs> and scoliosis and a few other things. And I was supposed to be in a brace and never walk. And my mother said, no, 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 that girl's going to have ballet classes and she'll be Whoa. fine, um, which I kind of was. So that's great. And um, I think mom knew some stuff about me that I needed to be moving. Um, they didn't have ADHD diagnosis when I was a kid, but I'm pretty sure that would have been it because sitting <laughs> still is not my forte. Um, so dancing was great. I was a ballerina for a long time, um, not the best. And then in high school, I got into musical theater. And that was my love. I absolutely adored singing and dancing on stage. And uh, in college, I got a degree in modern because at the time there really weren't uh, musical theater degrees happening. Um, so I got a degree in modern, but I wasn't quite serious enough for that. And <laughs> uh, went to New York and got some shows um, traveling, which was awesome because that's my other love. So went to Japan, went to Canada, and then I got a gig with Princess Cruises and worked Ooh. for them as a, an entertainer and eventually um, a cruise director yeah. for about eight, eight years. And then, yeah, and then randomly ended up at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon and had two <laughs> children and yeah. Um, <laughs> you had two children at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon? Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Out um, of all the things yeah. you just said, that's the, that's the most surprising. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon? Like, is there, that what you first? That's um, actually another story. My son actually, <laughs> that yes. was born in, in Scottsdale, but we moved up pretty quickly after he was born. And my daughter was born in a blizzard. Um, it took us four hours to get from the Grand Canyon down to Flagstaff. Oh my God. Um, because, oh, wow. yeah, which is a normally a 90 minute, you know, 90 minute ride. Um, wow. So, yes, there are, that's a whole other episode, though. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Untamed mamas yet again. <laughs> yeah. 
Untamed <laughs> Mamas Part Two. <laughs> I've been back in Flagstaff and choreographing uh, musicals and teaching dance at Flagstaff Arts and Leadership Academy until several years ago. And then the travel bug hit again, and I work on ships and boats, facilitating um, shore excursions, which is random, but pays the bills. But also, I guess it's not super random if you were a cruise director. I mean, you know, it all sort of connects together. It's entertainment and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know we lose you for months at a time here in Flagstaff. Sometimes Leslie is just gone. Aren't don't you work a lot on like the Mississippi River? I I did, um, and I may be doing that again. But yes, I worked on the Mississippi River and learned a lot about the history in the center of the country that I just had not no idea. But at, last year I was working on the Great Lakes. Um, oh, also okay. really fun. Also really uh, interesting. With the same company, or was it a different company? It's it's the same company, different branch. I want to know more. I mean, we'll get into Magi, but I want to know more since I'm currently in New York, what your time in New York was like and what was it like being on Princess? Okay. Some of your like, you know, big theater gigs, what were those like? Okay. Um, well, I moved to New York right after college and um, it was <laughs> in the seventies, which uh, will give you some <laughs> yes. ideas. A very different place than it is now. Um, Except, oh my gosh, New York in the 70s sounds magical. Um, yes and no. It was also a little scary and dark. True, um, true, 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 true. Times Square is not what it was today. Like, right? Times Square was very, like, dangerous. Oh, right? goodness gracious. Times Square was full of things that you don't even want to talk about. And it was, I used to carry my knitting needles under my arm as, oh my um, gosh protection you know whatever but uh it was it was a very different place um I didn't spend a huge amount of time there because I got a job going to Montreal right after that and I thought I'd get back and I really didn't get back to New York until uh, my son moved there um later uh when he was right out of college as well just to tended to get jobs that went elsewhere um the one in Japan was an awesome one I was there about six months and uh, it was this giant show with things coming out of the stage, King Kong and mm-hmm. Star Wars and Japanese anime characters. It was it was <laughs> wild. And um, so that was I felt very, very lucky to be able to travel and do what I love. And yeah. I'm just fascinated, like living in New York is so hard and auditioning is so hard now in 2022, when I can look things up on my phone, like in real time and like check <laughs> for auditions literally like seven times a day. I'm like, if I get lost on the subway, like I can use my phone. Like I cannot even imagine what living in New York, trying to be a young actor was like in the seventies. That sounds so hard oh my goodness like you really wanted to be here oh um, my yes it was insane it was actually quite nuts yeah. there were the papers that you had to go get variety and a few other things to go check all uh-huh. the you know scan the auditions a lot of it was word of mouth as well you yeah. you know what classes you would go to um you go to the big dance studios and try to listen for what was happening there but yeah it was there was no um, there were no cell phones, guys. Um, so when you, you know, you'd had to go to 
a phone, a pay phone. If you were going to be late for something, I was very late to an audition once for an agent actually. And I had left my apartment and I was going to walk and um, got caught in a, a thunderstorm. So I was late. I was about 15, 20 minutes late and I was drenched, soaked to the bone. Um, obviously didn't get anything <laughs> out of that audition. So, oh, no. you know, it, there was nothing like you couldn't text or call and say, Hey, I'm going to be late. I got caught in a thunderstorm. You just had to show up dripping wet. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, you know, they figured it out eventually, but <laughs> yeah. fascinating. So, yeah. It was, it was a different place. Um, yeah. But, you know, interesting at the same time, I would not have traded that experience for anything. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. What neighborhood did you live in when you were here? I lived um, in, let's see, it was 57th Street, West Side, 57th and 10th Avenue. Wow. It sounds like you've lived quite the life. And now you basically choreograph for like every single company in Flagstaff. I feel yeah. very lucky. Yeah, I do. And I'm very lucky to be asked to do so. Um, it was one of those things when I had children, I took quite a bit of time off. I was only teaching children's classes and things like that. And then you get back into it after a pretty good break of about yeah. nine years. And I thought, you know, will I be dancing again? And it's been pretty steady since 2000 um, to That's be amazing. choreographing and doing stuff. Yeah. And um Leslie is on our board, um, one of our amazing board members, and it's just so amazing to have you, and you're just so helpful, and you're always so peppy, and I feel like I can always go to you whenever we need something, Um, but honestly, this is our first time working with you on, like, more of an artistic level rather than, you know, on the board level, so it's very exciting. Right, no, it's very exciting for me, too. I love flag shakes. I think they're um, incredibly wonderful as far as the productions they put on. So yes, it's an honor to be part of the production process. Um, I hope I, I do you proud. That's all. So. <laughs> well, you absolutely will. I was going to ask Leslie, how has the gift of the Magi process been going? Um, like when did you start? Because I think yeah. when this episode is released, it opens in like two weeks. Somebody it's else correct me because I don't actually know. <laughs> De- December 8th, December 8th through 11th are the performances. And uh, yes, we started, um, I think we started talking about it several months ago, but the process really only started about 10 days ago as yeah. far as rehearsals. Um, it's a very short rehearsal period time, um, very concentrated. And then we have Thanksgiving in the middle. So there's a little break mm-hmm. there. So it is a lot of work. Um, in a short space of time, but it's been really wonderful. Um, I love the cast. I love, um, initially I was working with a different director, but John Propster is my co-director. And I've been learning a huge amount from him because he's kind of a more experienced on that side of um, the theater. Uh, I'm experienced in choreography and performing, but this is the first time directing and it was sort of like, what is step one? And John was like, make a calendar. It's like, okay, (laughs) we can do that. So um, it's been great to have him as a partner in this experience. We have two wonderful young people with working with us. We've got um, Jack Scummer and Amber James. 
and they are lovely and they've just been a total joy to work with. And then Jamie Hasafis, um, who's a local favorite is O. Henry. And just with that small cast, we've just been having a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Yeah, I'm really excited that we are working with Amber. Amber Mm -hmm. actually went to SUU with me, um, which is so exciting. I feel like, you know, we get a pretty steady stream of SUU people auditioning for us. And anytime that we can hire one, I just feel, I don't know, I just feel so excited that that we get to work with someone. I'm actually, I'm so sad though, because I'm obviously here in New York. Um, so I don't get to see Amber literally at all. And I don't think I've seen her probably since she graduated. Mm-hmm. She's a year ahead, she was a year ahead of me. So that seems like way too long, but I feel like I probably haven't seen her for probably about six years, um, except for like on Instagram and stuff. Um, and Jack is from NAU, which is really exciting. <laughs> it's um, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We don't work with NAU students very often. We can never snag them. Um, but Jack reached out to me randomly. He found my email during the summer shows Mm -hmm. and obviously we were already cast and everything. And he was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. I go to NAU. I would love to just like sit in on a rehearsal. And I thought that was so sweet. He was just like, I just want to see what a professional room looks like and how it runs. Like, um, I just want to sit there. So we were like, okay, like no skin off our backs. So he came and sat in on Ernest and Othello and, um, he was just really sweet and made a really good impression. So when we needed a gym, I was like, Raquel, I've never seen him act, but let's reach out to Jack. Um, Mm -hmm. and she did and it worked out, which is really exciting. So (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jack is Jack is wonderful. He is um he looks the part. They have great chemistry, Amber and Jack together. Oh, um and he is a sponge. He is wanting <laughs> to learn everything. He has not had a whole lot of experience in musicals. Yeah. But um my goodness, this is tapping into another level of his um, talents and we yeah, it's just been um a pleasure to work with them both and yeah Amber's great she was talking about how Don is a little bit of a celebrity back at that school <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about Don um and she Amber's actually a an Arizona native they, huh? when I come up at that school it isn't a well I don't know mm-hmm. if they talk about me running a theater now but when I come up at that school it is because my thesis Paul Menzer still uses it <laughs> as an example of how a bad writer can write a good <laughs> thesis if they have good research. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there that like when I first went back to Stanton and we like, and we actually auditioned some students there um, to come out here. And, uh, and they were like, oh, we know all about you because Paul Menzer still brings up your thesis in class and is like, well, <laughs> you don't have to be a good writer. <laughs> and it's true I was a I was a terrible I I my education never included like uh what academic writing right because I got a BFA in theater so I did a lot of writing but it was never you know here's how to do footnotes or cite things or you know and I remember him coming to me and being like you can't you can't cite things three different ways (laughs) (laughs) I was like choose one baby (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's how I come. But I'm glad now that I come up for uh, founding a theater company. And not yeah. Just, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Yay. Not you're, just, not, 
the best worst <laughs> thesis ever. <laughs> yeah, not the example of what not to do. Well, um, or what you can do if you're yeah. crappy at writing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting because when I got my BFA from Arizona State in dance, they wanted me to go into academia. And I thought the last thing I ever want to do with my life is write papers. Um, That would probably drive me insane in about a week. Um, And the citation thing, I feel you. It's like, what? What is that? It's the worst. You got to publish this. You got to publish that. You got to write about this idea. You got to write about that idea. And I'm like, I would rather eat hot coals. Paper <laughs> published. Like, you've got to be kidding me. I will not do that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're performers. We want to, you know, yeah. do that. And uh, yeah. Anyway, we're not a Chicago Manual of Style podcast. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> um, well, I'm so glad everyone's getting along. It's yeah. such a cute little musical. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give like the Shrew Crew some background, um, so the the little the little musical it's only three actors and two musicians, so it's very small, and it's um, based off of you know the short story by O. Henry. Let's see, it was probably about a, it was during pandemic times. Don had seen actually no Don no 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 not pandemic times. Don was on maternity leave. And Dawn, I think you had seen an Instagram post from American Players, right? Right. American Players Theater is where I got my introduction to Shakespeare. So that's where I watched my very first Shakespeare play. So I follow them on Instagram and I'm always interested in what they're doing. One of our former actors works there a lot, Jennifer Vosters, who is just a phenomenal actor. Um, So I follow a lot of what they do. And then I saw that they were putting up this play and I've always loved the story. The story is so sweet and so charming. And we're always looking for a Christmas story that is classic, but not Christmas Carol again. So it's like, can we tell some other, you know, Christmas stories? Um, But of course, another thing I'll never do is write a script. So I'm like, I'm not going to write it. Um, so when I saw that James DeVita had worked on this script, and I know that they work in, you know, they have a much bigger budget than us, but they work in similar conditions where they have an outdoor theater. And so, you know, they're not, they're, they're doing things kind of along the same like actor driven lines. I was like, okay, this could be a musical or a play that we, I thought it was a play at first. I didn't realize it was a musical at first, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is one we could do because it's not huge. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think James DeVito would remember me, but I've auditioned for him a million times and met <laughs> his, his, his wife, Brenda, a million times. Um, so we're just really glad to be like that he right away said yes to the rights and that yeah. we can do the show. So, yeah. And I mean, it's the Arizona um, premiere and mm-hmm. I actually don't think it's really been done very much at all. And I reached out to James and he was so nice and I was like, hey, you know, um, obviously I can't like find it on YouTube or anything. I'd love to hear the music. And um, so he sent me just like a Dropbox and was like, here you go. So I read the script and listened to the, to the music and thought that it was quite cute and folksy, which I think is, um, you know, very up our alley here at Flag Shakes. Um, So we went for it. We actually switched out our Christmas show for this play. We were, well, Christmas show is, it we was- were going to do Two Noble Kinsmen, and then we decided to pivot to Gift of the Magi. It's just, you're so right. It's such a lovely little story. It's growing up, I had this little chat book. I don't, I don't know what you'd call it, of like O. Henry stories. 
Um, and I like distinctly remember this story and some of his others. And I bought this beautiful little teeny tiny printing of The Last Leaf by O. Henry. And I hadn't read it probably since I was a child. And I just reread it last night, um, I guess, sort of in the spirit of today's podcast. But all of his stories are so sweet. And a lot of them are set in New York, which is kind of why I bought this one. Um, It's set in the West Village. And it's obviously it's set in November. It's very fall. Honestly, let's do this one, Dawn. Let's do The Last Leaf next year. Okay. Let's write it. I was like, can you James write it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get James to write it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, a couple things about your choice. I'm really glad that you decided to do this because if I see one more nutcracker, I think I'm going to shoot myself. Um, It's such a refreshing, it's very Christmassy. It's about giving, it's about um, finding that absolutely perfect present for your loved one. It's um, a total love story. These two are so in love, these two characters. Jim and Bella, it's um, the relationship that everyone wants. Um, As a study, I asked them to look up Mandy Patinkin and Catherine Grody's um, YouTube channel because they are the closest couple. I see those two people as being Jim and Della 40 years on. Like they're just, they, you know, they finish each other's sentences. They laugh together. They support each other. They are equal partners. And I think that's really interesting about the way that uh, O'Henry wrote the story. Della is an incredibly strong woman, um, female character, and there is very much an equality about Jim and Della that I really appreciate. Um, Their relationship, there's no sort of, oh, the little woman, she's out there hustling, trying to you know, take down the price of the butcher um, with her her wit and her math skills, which um, are questionable. But um, anyway, <laughs> it's it's really been fun to ha- do something that's a period piece that's Christmassy, but is not dusty. You know, it's not yeah. something you've seen a million times, and it's very very fresh. And about the music. Um, it's not really a little musical. There is yeah, one true, true. scene. There is one scene without a song. So every, true. every scene has a song, and we were talking about it last night. How you know, it, there's parts of it that are as difficult as Sondheim, and um, have you know three different things going on. We've got the three actors, and they're doing three totally different things vocally. Um, it's really. Um, refreshing some of the music is very upbeat and um yeah kind of hip kind of um, Mumford and Sons kind of mm. fun we have we have um two musicians we have Bailey who um was a former student of mine and then went to Berkeley College of Music and he is playing keyboard which um was not the original choice but last night we had our first chance to really work with Bailey and it was rocking we had nice. we had a blast and then we also have AJ is playing guitar and possibly a little bit of percussion. And um, yeah, I just think it's going to be very Christmassy, very fun. We're going to have a little bit of a chance to possibly sing along with the audience um, Mm. before the show and intermission. So yeah, cute. just a very different Christmas thing that people have not seen, which to me is very special. 
And it's also seems like a pretty easy show to put up when it comes to what you need, because the whole point of this story is it's the turn of the century. They Mm -hmm. don't have anything. They Mm -hmm. are so poor. It's so basic. Like it is not the type of period piece that requires all this stuff. Sometimes a period piece can be overwhelming because you just, you need things. You need so many things. And the whole nature of this story is that they don't have things. That's kind of the point. Um, I feel like it would be a good choice for smaller companies like us to do because it really just focuses on the text, on the story, on the music, and on the three actors and the musicians is really what the show is about. So that's kind of why we chose it. Um, well, there is the um, the element of O. Henry, and O. Henry mm-hmm. plays uh, about five characters. O. Henry goes uh, into, Della goes out, they both go out into the world, and O. Henry is changing characters. So the only real challenge is figuring out how to stage that, how to make um, the, the set work for three or four different venues, actually five different venues. And so that's the only place that you sort of have to really get creative about how do you make that real for the audience. And we're we're doing our best with that. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that has really struck me is how this is very relevant for right now. I mean, we've been through some hard times yeah. and these folks are going through hard times. It's at a time where the Gilded Age has happened. Um, there's a huge wealth inequality. Um, which is addressed in the show. Um, And these two are on the lower end of that. They're not on the lowest end at all. They're, you know, this is a time when there were children working in factories. There was incredible poverty and they're actually a little bit above that, but they, they are struggling to make ends meet. And I think that's something a lot of us can relate to Um, right now. It's like, okay, you've got this limited amount of resources and you want to show your loved one, your love, you know, your overwhelming love. And what can you actually do that? How, How do you do that? And it's all about sacrifice. It's about, you know, and there is the twist and, you know, no spoilers. Most people know the story, but these two sacrifice the most important things to them. And, you know, it ends up being ironic and, and kind of funny. And then the point that O. Henry was making, and I love it because it's a question. It's, it's the question that, he's, that he comes to is, what, who are the wisest people? Who, what is wisdom? What is sacrifice? What is value? What is important? Um, what, is, what is the most important thing you can give to each other? And his answer obviously is love. Yeah. And that's like, yay. Um, that message can, that message is eternal. Especially the last few years, you know, we've just had so much just, it's just been a rough, it's just been a rough go. It's just been a rough go, you know, for, you know, for us here at the shrews specifically, but everybody, like we've just had a really hard few years. And I just think it's just, it's like impossible not to smile when you think of this story. And when you think of O. Henry's short stories, they're just they're just so sweet. I don't know. I just love them so much. And well, and it really flips the script on capitalism, right? Like, oh yeah, point of this this uh-huh. play, and like, it's often like the most important message around Christmas time is like that Christmas is is not about 
the stuff we give people. <laughs> like it's not about the yeah. stuff we give people. Um, it's about being with our families. It's about, you know, spending time. Like the holidays are just not about stuff. I don't know. It gets, it just feels like it's more and more about stuff every year. And it's like, we've got to calm down on the stuff. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. And especially in a, you know, in a climate where the economy is shifting, it's like, you know, just thinking about, like Leslie was saying, if, if we are scrimping and saving to like buy that thing for our loved ones, could we just, you know, spend time with them instead? Could we just <laughs> like, is there something else we could do instead and just cut the uh, capitalist side out of the, the holiday season in general? Um, and I love that. That's what I remember about reading it as a child, right? Because as a child, you're obsessed with the presents on Christmas. And I first read the O. Henry story as a little girl and we had a beautifully illustrated one. So I wanted to read it every single year. Yeah. Um, I remember Della was just so pretty. Exactly, <laughs> I like, yes. I wanted to read it again and again, right? Um, and and it, was really, it was really striking to me like that it ends in, oh, the, the gifts are not what matter about mm -hmm. Christmas and like such a great story for little kids it's such a great yeah. story you know for for sort of reframing for the whole family what is Christmas absolutely and it, it's just there is there are so many points in it where your your heart kind of opens because things are said that you want to be said in a relationship, you know, that you didn't have to give me a darn thing and I would have still been okay. Yeah, I just think it's a very special piece at this time. And it's something that people really need to see because it is so heartwarming and it does bring that point home so clearly that we probably have everything we need if you have that kind of great love and respect and affection for each other. So, yeah. Yeah, the gift is each other. There you go. There you go. The yes, gift yes. is my shrews. You're the only Yay. gift I need shrews. <laughs> well, I'm so sad to miss it. I'm truly gutted about it. I'm really disappointed that I won't be in Flagstaff. This is the first, I don't think I've missed a Flag Shakes show since 2017. <laughs> I think I've seen every single one. I think the one exception was Lie of the Mind, or not Lie of the Mind, so sorry. Fool for Love. I had to watch a dress rehearsal of, not an actual show. Mm -hmm. That's the closest I've come to like missing one of our productions. I missed Christmas Carol last year. I think that has to be the only flag shake show I didn't see. Yeah. I think actually I didn't see or much ado about nothing. Um, I went to it and then um, something, there was an emergency yeah. off stage mm -hmm. and it pulled me out and I was literally watching like the closing matinee. So there was no yeah. other chance to go back. So I sadly think I only saw the first bits of it, maybe 15 minutes oh, about, no. about nothing. And then something happened off stage and I spent the entire rest of the play trying to deal with an emergency um I think it was a generator situation <laughs> and we were like oh, yes. trying to get a porta potty or like there's something yeah. wild happened where we like didn't have bathrooms and it was like so anyway that's the only other one I've missed yeah so sad oh well, we'll, we'll take some pictures for you Hannah and yeah I was gonna there. say I was like I don't think we'll be able to film this one but 
any anything from rehearsal send me cute stuff <laughs> okay i will um, we'll do. i'd love to at least hear some of it would be nice <laughs> but yeah well i'm i'm so excited i think it's going to be such a such a blast and um i'm really glad we're doing it i'm really glad we're doing it let's just chat about the holidays what's everyone's plans obviously magi goes up soon thanksgiving is next week when this drops on sunday Thanksgiving is what four days later. What's everyone up to? Well, I'm about to be a grandma at any moment. Um, <laughs> my daughter is due in six days, but as as y'all know, that could happen today. Um, <laughs> she, could, uh, she could she could make me a grandma, and that's my big thing. So Thanksgiving, the baby's actually due the day before Thanksgiving. So that that is our Thanksgiving is waiting for the baby. So Yay. I might I might make a pie. We'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is so sweet. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations, Leslie. Super fun. Yeah, this is Blake's first Thanksgiving. It'll be his second Christmas, oh. his first Thanksgiving. <laughs> in between the two. <laughs> um, he was actually due two days. No, he was no, he was due the 29th and came on the second. But yeah, so that's kind of fun. We're just planning, you know, little family holiday stuff. Our excitement is actually that Sean is taking me out of town this weekend with the baby. <laughs> still breastfeeding, can't figure out how to pump. And <laughs> anyway, um, where are you so going? He goes where I go. We're going to the Dells in Prescott. So we're just like a little trip out, but I needed to get out of this house that I've okay. spent every hour of my life <laughs> scraping away at and painting. Yeah. Reef. Yeah. So we're going away and that's going to be fun. And then holidays I think we're just planning to stay here um Blake's birthday like I just mentioned is in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and that's what I'm really excited about yeah He's a panda party a panda party <laughs> party rope panda Yay. <laughs> so, that is what I'm I'm really jazzed about his birthday I never pictured myself as like a themed mom birthday person yeah I've been thinking about his first birthday for months and I'm just I like love it. super excited <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Bex? I've got some family coming out for Thanksgiving. I am looking forward to doing nothing in December yeah. and <laughs> living my life. Good. <laughs> I'm what so about you? Are you spending Thanksgiving? Um, are you going to Ohio or, or, oh, sorry, if that was a. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Um, so I have polar, actually, I have the day before for Thanksgiving and actual Thanksgiving off. So I will be here in New York for actual Thanksgiving, but I'm so excited. We're going to do um, the parade, Yay. which is oh, so exciting. Yeah. Because, like, when would I ever vacation in New York on Thanksgiving? Literally right. never. So this is probably my only chance to ever see the parade. And we are a parade family. Like we always watch the parade. So we're going to go to the parade on the morning of Thanksgiving, and then we're throwing Thanksgiving at my house, me and Cadence. And it's going to be like a pretty big crew, probably like 12 to 15 of us for like a Friendsgiving. But then um, my longest portion of days off, this is the one time that I have four days off, and it's Thanksgiving weekend. So I can't leave on Thanksgiving um, but I will be going and actually, I don't think I've talked about him at all. So maybe I'll talk about him more in the, uh, in the update. 
but I'm gonna go visit my boyfriend in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. um, but my boyfriend is from Ohio. He lives in Flagstaff. But we are going to meet in Ohio for Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving quote quote unquote air quotes. So I won't be there for actual Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, I've never been to Ohio, so I'm very excited. It's gonna be fun. Fun fact: um, When I lived in New York, I worked in at Macy's. Um, fourth yeah. floor junior shoes um uh-huh. yeah and I was supposed to be in the parade and I was oh. very excited about that because everybody at Macy's has the opportunity to be in the parade um all the employees and I was going to be in the parade and then I got a job going up to Canada so my own I, I was thrilled to get my first paid professional dancing gig but I really miss being in the parade seriously enjoy That's that parade yeah i <laughs> I've heard it's such a blast. So I'm really excited and I'm super excited to take videos of just like all the, all the balloons to send to my nieces and nephews. Cause they're going to lose their minds. They're going to be so excited. Oh, amazing. Well, we're actually about out of time. Um, so just to sort of wrap it up, please come see gift of the Magi when this comes out, it'll open about two and a half weeks later. So it's December 8th through 11th. And as always, we will have a pay what you will on our final dress rehearsal, which is um, Wednesday the 7th. And we are doing things a little bit different. Our holiday show, we're just doing for one weekend. You only have one weekend to see this show, um, which means that there's limited space and limited time. So get those tickets. Come see. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Is there anything just before we go, like that you want people to know about the show or just if you're looking for some hope and some love and some fun music, this is the time. Just come and see it. It's just, it's going to be a joy. And I think we, I think we all need that right now. Thank you, Leslie. Bye-bye. And thank you all for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Becky. And I'm Dawn. (laughs) And I'm Hannah. Join us next time in December for a Shrews only episode. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on the Flagshakes website. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on sunsounds.org and the Flagshakes YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, put us in your Instagram stories, donate at flagshakes.org slash donate, or DM us about becoming a podcast sponsor and help support the Shrew crew. This episode of Untamed Shrews, starring Don Tucker, Becky Zaritsky, Hannah Fonts, and Leslie Baker. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Cadence Slam. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts, presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival, and recorded with Sun Sounds of Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. Hey.